Welcome to the Simon Short Podcast on a Sunday afternoon. It is exciting. We are not here to talk about the Pro Bowl. We are not here to talk about Rui Hachimura. We are here to talk about Kyrie Irving and his trade request, trade acceptance, and trade deal done from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. Here to talk about all of it with us is none other than Kevin Smick. Smick, what is up, my man? What's up, dude? We have a trade deadline. It's happening. We have a trade deadline happening right now, um, and hopefully will continue to happen with some craziness, but I think it is safe to say this might be the most nuts thing we have happening this week. Um, TPD, TPD, we'll we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it. Uh, Let's first start with Friday afternoon when the news comes across the Twitterverse that Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Smick and I started texting that day and deciding if we wanted to do a podcast, right? I was like, you know, I kind of want to come on and talk about it. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw I had a few various rants and, and random tweets that came out. We'll touch on that subject. Um, but by Friday night, I had kind of gotten over it. To make, I'll be honest. I was like, you know, what's what's really going to happen? Do I really believe there's going to be a trade? Honestly, if you had asked me then to take the bet, I probably would have leaned towards – they say no, like they did to Durant, and Durant kind of talks Kyrie out of it, right? That's probably where I would have leaned because ultimately I thought any trade that they realistically could get back at the deadline would be bad. So I got over it. I, got, I was like, we don't need to do an emergency pop. Two days later, here we are. Sunday afternoon rolls around. Let's get to the let's get to the trade stuff. Kyrie Irving traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, a 2029. First round pick unprotected from Dallas, I believe, a 2027 and a 2029 second round pick. Um, Smick, what do you what do you think of the the deal itself first? Before we get into the request, what the teams are doing now, the the deal itself, that package for Kyrie, what did you think? It shows to me that he really, really was gone. Like no question. Like that's not a haul. Yeah, that's that's nothing. It's pretty bad. And I uh, saw a couple of people on Twitter talking about this. It's kind of like the Jimmy Butler Sixers trade where you don't really give up much. You're not really mortgage, mortgaging your future. Um, it's like, hey, let's uh, let's go get this depreciated asset who kind of, you know, is a top 15-ish player in the NBA, clearly an all-star um, when he's on the court. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the low risk. Uh, you know, you send a very long-term pick down the road. Yep. Uh, it's literally six years from now. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is a great move for the Mavericks. I'm ready to claim that the Nets are irrelevant at this point. Uh, so it ends kind of their thing they had going the last few years, which to me is wild uh, that we never saw them even get out of the second round. Um, and I saw uh, a tweet, uh, another thing, it was when Durant's foot being on the line just changed so much in this league. Like, it's crazy how moments like that end up, like, you know, changing everything. And uh, to me, like, we never really got to see the Nets. I mean, this goes back to last year with Harden, and that's really was the team uh, where this team was still just as scary. But, I mean, you go go back to Spencer Dinwiddie, who actually recruited Kyrie to, you know, (laughs) he recruited him to Brooklyn. This thing's going full circle. circle. I saw – Matt Moore on on Twitter say that they should uh, trade KD for uh, Jared Allen and uh, and Karis Levert, Karis Levert. <laughs> and, and, and restart this whole thing again. 
so three team deal, yeah, get, D, just... get D'Angelo Russell in. Yeah, yeah, dude. Seriously, yeah, they don't want them either. So just go back to the old fun net nets, which is this is crazy that we're here. Seriously, like, oh my god. I mean, you know, Durant's gone. Uh, Chris Haynes has yes, already reported this that. Is, this is whether the... it's now or in the off season or, dude, I I don't know. It's 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 got to be it. I mean, he's not going. Why would he sit around and just play with <laughs> Ben Simmons? Uh, like, why would like, dude? This team's terrible. And yeah, it's okay. I, Basically, they they went from like being terrifying and like can beat you a million ways to like now like not really having any true ball handlers and like your second best scorer is Spencer Dinwiddie. So, I mean, that's I'm just blown uh, away that this really happened all this fast. I mean, last week he said that he was you know ready for the deal or like said, oh, I want to stay in Brooklyn, and then you know they clearly. Didn't make some negotiations there, and it seemed like they put some stipulations in there that required him to be, you know, say, hey, because they didn't trust him, which I don't blame them, and that's kind of their own fault. If you really don't want to blow this thing up, maybe they just truly have had enough, and like, you know what, let's just go back to the fun nets. This this is just absolute chaos, and we're tired of this. So it, it could have been that, too. Probably really was that, but Kyrie didn't think that was, you know, he, he kind of earned the right to – just get fully guaranteed, no questions asked kind of contract. Uh, so I think, you know, I think the Nets just may be like, you know what, it's just not worth it at all. I mean, we yeah. kind of lost our chance once we lost Harden. Maybe they see that Ben Simmons isn't a serious player either. So they're just right. like, truly, you know, this just not happening. Let's just let's just start over and, and, and see what we got. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the point that the Nets were also as ready for this as Kyrie – is I think the most important point in all of this because this deal would not have gotten done in under 48 hours if the Nets heard that trade request and thought we have to try and keep this guy right you don't in 48 hours you don't hear that message sit with him and say no we want to keep you here's all the reasons why here's what we can do then go to Kevin Durant and say hey Kevin this is what Kyrie said this is what what's going on we want your input yada yada and then come to the conclusion, you know, you don't do all those things and then go back to Kyrie and then him say, no, I really do want to leave and then work out a deal, right? This was, let's say Friday at four o'clock Eastern time. I don't remember what time it was exactly is when the news breaks that Kyrie requested a trade. Friday at five o'clock, they were on the phones. They said, all right, Kyrie, you know, if that's how you feel and we can't convince you of anything. All right. Hey, man, we'll, we'll keep you updated. We'll let you know. Door closes. Boop, 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 boop. Start making calls, man. Sean Marks was on that phone. He wanted that guy out of there. This, um, so here was my whole thing. When, when Kyrie requests the trade, and you mentioned KD, I want to get back to that point too. That's where we're going next. So Kevin Durant is not going to be on this team with a rebuilding roster with with Ed Sumner and these dudes, as he said in in that post game press conference. Uh, when Kyrie was hurt at one point here, but. I don't know the, the full contracts of everybody on this team right now, but this is not a team you're sticking around or rebuilding with, right, for Kevin Durant. So he, he he's going to be out. And in my head, when this came across the wire, all I could think of was, what does this mean for Durant? And even an hour after the news came out, <laughs> we already started seeing tweets from, from various media sources about, like, teams are calling, wondering what this means, you know, if Durant wants out and that they should put back. So nobody even – after an hour really cared about you know what they could do for Kyrie everyone's wondering about Kevin Durant and this package that they get back and really the move itself screams 
these guys know that that they're not keeping Kevin Durant. And and that's the most important thing because yeah, you, Durant thought he was going to walk into the playoffs with Kyrie Irving and then a team around them with, with shooters and vets and some young guys and, you know, Nick Claxton and yes, Ben Simmons very far down the list, but now you're taking Kyrie out of that and you have Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie. That's not winning you anything. Plus we saw what that did for the Dallas Mavericks last year, right? With Luca, uh, we we saw we've seen this iteration of this team when those guys are your best players and it does not go well. Um, and in an Eastern Conference where you got Philly and you got Boston, it, you know it, you're not getting out of the second round again, let alone the first round without Kyrie. Um, now for Brooklyn, moving so for Brooklyn, what I was thinking with the Kyrie trade was okay you're not going to get a, a huge haul of picks, right? Because nobody is going to want to essentially mortgage their future for a guy that has left all of his teams, right? You you ha- had a great uh, thing that you sent me that, that I'll let you get to. But basically, like you said, just a super unreliable guy, a guy that is not going to be there week in, week out, day in, day out, month in, month out, season in, season out for the team he's on. So no one's going to send multiple first-round picks for him. So, okay, can you get another – one B, another two A type star for him for one of these names that we've been hearing out in the ether, right? So my thing, I think I, I sent out like Zach Levine, right? If the Bulls really want to reset from these contracts, can you go get Zach Levine and, and convince Durant, hey, this this can be a number two guy next to you? And and I think you probably could, right? At least from a Durant standpoint, stick around a years or at least the rest of this year, see how it feels. Um I think I I think I also did Trey Young. I think that might be six months too early for a Trey Young trade, but uh, you know, I threw that up because I mean, then you're now at that point you're probably also sending picks to get Trey Young, right? But if things are really bad in Atlanta, and you know, you yeah, maybe they want to capitalize and go get a guy. So, anyway, Ben got all, traded for Trey Young. That'd be so ironic because that's literally what was the final. Trey Young was the final straw in Ben Simmons' career in Philly. That's why we're halfway here so that would be very ironic but continue um so it's just i mean all of this is just it's just why but anyway so enough of the machinations that i that i came up with for fun my whole thing was if you're oh the and obviously the thing everybody else was talking about right russ and the two picks what is going to make kevin durant want to stick around with russ and two picks five six years from now so at the end of the day for brooklyn um who are currently 32 and 20 they're fourth in the east Durant has missed the last 12 games. They went five and seven in that stretch. So hovering around 500 and they've won 18 of their last 20 games from November 27th to January 8th when Durant got hurt. So this was a team that was legitimately building itself back up into a title contender before he got hurt. And then, yeah, if it literally is just the contract extension talks for Kyrie, which, uh, you know, you never want to get into like somebody's head and especially start talking about like, what somebody should want to do with their contract, right? Because, you know, that's people's money and then that's not what we're here to talk about. But I almost wonder if you're better off making it through a season, winning a championship or winning the East or competing in the Eastern Conference Finals even, than being an unrestricted free agent, getting to go anywhere after spectacular playoffs. And then you get a long-term deal that way. I don't know if this action by Kyrie necessarily secures him a better contract, but you know, that that's a whole other issue. Um, Brooklyn's done. I, I don't know mathematically how far in the tank they can 
not literally in the tank, they're not getting in Victor or anything like that, but just how far they can really slip at this point. I'm, maybe they end up being a play-in team, and we'll see if Durant does something scrappy. Unless, of course, and, and I want to kick it to you for this part, the idea that maybe there could be a subsequent move with Durant here this season before the trade deadline in the next few days. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a lot. Uh, where, do, where do I begin? There's just so much I want to say. Like, this move is major, and just the rampic ramifications for the Eastern Conference also out West. I mean, this is a major landslide of just switching parts and everything. So, I mean, what I want to get at is basically, you know, I've been thinking over the last few months, really the last month, like the top four in the East before today, you know, with Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn, like that's a dogfight. Like, so one all these teams have to face the other in the second round. So, I mean, not to just to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to have to be one of those teams just to play another one of those teams. And to me, that's insane. What that leads to me to believe now is that one seed is absolute huge. Yep. Yep. I mean, Boston's up a game on Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee's up a game on Philly. And, you know, whether the Cavs slide up to four, the Heat are always in contention. I mean, basically, I, I think the Nets are going to slide for sure. I think the Cavs are a better team than them right now. Yep. Uh, any team with Durant is going to be good, regardless of who they have. I'll say that, like, no question. I mean, he's still one of the probably top two players in basketball. Yep. yep. Um, top three, whatever. So, I mean, that that's always that chance. But we could be talking about this, and, and he's a Phoenix Sun next week. And, you know, this is a team – this is a completely different team anyway. So, I mean, there's there's a lot that could be changing. But at, right as of right now, as the built, like, this – the East, you know, there's top three teams in the East just have to be absolutely drooling over the one seat where they could play, you know, the Cavs, Heat, Knicks, Nets, whoever, instead of Milwaukee, Philly, or Boston in the second round and then just have to play one of them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so that's major. We switch out to the West Coast, the Western Conference – uh, you know, Mavs are sitting right in the sixth seed right now. They're not that far behind the third seed, which you're really telling me the Kings, like the Sacramento Kings, are going to hold on to this? Like, come on now. No, they're good. Like the beam, still... baby. Of course they are. Like the beam. <sighs> like I don't see why this couldn't, you know, propel them to be a little higher. I don't know how much higher they could go. Like the teams above them are still pretty good. But I mean, truthfully, like I, we talked off air, like, you know, Luca led a little, like a trash team to the Western Conference Finals by himself last year. And, and you're telling me that Kyrie, uh, uh, Jonas Nader, follow him on Twitter. He was saying, you know, why is this a hot take saying that they're a legit contender with Kyrie when they literally went to the Western Conference Finals last year with, you know, the team that was constructed as it is. So you're telling me now, like the, the West is so wide open. Like to me, when I talk contenders, I look at the top three teams in the East and I think that's who scares me the most. And and I, I honestly, like, I think the team that scares me the most in the West is the Clippers, but they're just inconsistent. Can't get their guys out there the whole time. So they have so many question marks. I mean, the, the Nuggets are good, have a great home court advantage and probably the best player in basketball, but I just kind of find them kind of to be unserious. Like you have a lot of inexperience besides the Warriors out West uh, with the Suns included in that as well, but they just, it's just been a mess. Um, so, I mean, say they get Durant, like Chris Haynes is reporting, like they're interested in, uh, anything can happen there. And I probably would immediately make them the, the favorite in the West. To me, the West is wide open is what I'm mainly getting at here. And I think that why not make this move for the Mavs? And like I said, this kind of does remind me of the Jimmy Butler move with the Sixers a few years ago. And 
you, like I said, they gave up Robert Covington, Darius Sarge, and like maybe a couple picks. And really, that's just, you know, two bench players. And which really, this trade, it's kind of the same trade, literally. Um, so you get a star and, and a guy that's disgruntled and, and, you know, kind of a, you know, but you're still acquiring a top 15, top 10, top 15 talent easily. So, I mean, uh, Mavericks fans were dying for another scoring guard that can play off of Luca. Um, the, I did see someone on Twitter say that, uh, this is like a 2K generated team, basically, with Christian Wood, mm-hmm. Kyrie, and, and Luca. Uh, and uh, another thing, I'm just giving everybody shouts out, shout outs here. Uh, Matt Moore also tweeted that um, they could be so good offensively that it doesn't matter defensively. And I just saw a dude reply, yep. like, oh, I swear I've heard this before somewhere. I don't know where I've heard this, but I swear <laughs> I've heard this before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just very curious to see this play out. Um, why not take that shot? Mark Cuban. Why not, man? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, right move by Dallas to go. I mean, like we said on for the Brooklyn side of it, they got nothing for this, right? Um, Dallas is is sending nothing. Now, the only here's here's the thing I worry about, and we'll fully transition Dallas. Dorian Finney-Smith had not only the trust but a real friendship with with Doncic, right? And and the best players understand and know. Hey, that that doesn't win championships. But if you're going to send that guy out, we better be for real, and this better be a good situation with the guy coming in. I am very curious for what it's going to be like that opening press conference with Kyrie Irving in Dallas, and and how he's going to respond to going to this team that, you know, like you said, they made it to the Western Conference Finals, but it kind of felt you know strange, and they clearly got worked once they were there, and you know, does he feel like he's walking into his team? Right. Does he feel like I, I will always think back to, yeah, me, Steve, Sean and Kevin are going to co-run this team. Me, Steve and Kevin are going to co-coach this team. Um, you know, is he going to walk in and say, yeah, I'm going to help. I'm, I'm going to be here for Luca. What does that mean? Uh, I'm going to show these guys how to win. Oh, I'm going yes. to take control. Um, me, me and Mark, we're, we're going to run the business side of things. You know, me and me and Jason, we're going to put together the ideas for what this team should look like, you know. And then is Luca going to be sitting there with his palms up, like, who is this guy? What is happening here? Is, is this? Yeah. Are we gonna? You traded my my one of my best friends for for this, and so I think for this year, fans, we have to think of it a lot like the bubble, right? Hey, it's all about what happens just in here, and for this team right now, for Dallas, it's about these next what four months, five months, because like you said, the West is wide open. I I am a little higher than you on Denver, I think. And I, and I think I was in our preseason five as well, but um, yeah, we, we were both very high on the Clippers coming into the year. That's obviously, you know, you just catch them on the right week when those guys aren't playing and you'll beat them in a playoff series. Memphis is, is flying a little bit. Sacramento, are they going to be real when, when we're talking about a playoff series and thing like that? Can Golden State get it together? Can, can Phoenix get it together? Um, you know, so wide open this could very easily end up being your western conference champion and a team that's competing in the finals um and their depth then, is horrendous mm, they need some buyout guys or or to make some moves like they're which even, is going to be a, I, I'd a even lot say easier now christian wood's kind of a question mark too i don't, I don't know how much oh yeah absolutely like um well we luckily they have four past. centers so that's good um, always good always that'll good. help uh, uh for sure in, in 2004 um this is still yeah it's still a weird team but at the end of the day you have Luka Doncic and you now got the exact thing that you needed next to Luka Doncic 
feel like all the other parts can kind of fall into place. And like you said, there, there's going to be some buyout guys. We still have a few days left at the trade deadline. So I'm sure, I'm sure the moves aren't done, especially for this team. Um, because once, once they're in the playoffs and it's about Luca and Kyrie being, being, you know, engaged and, and, you know, ready to go, uh, I, they could, they could definitely win any series against any other team. You need uh, players in the playoffs. You need you need guys that just, you know, go get a bucket. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, I thought the Harden trade was massive for the Sixers. You, you, we never – Sixers never had that type of player. Um, same one – you could see the difference when the Sixers had Jimmy Butler as well. Like, when you get guys like that, like, once Luka's not there, you, when Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., and I can't even really name anybody else that's relevant. Uh, Frankie Smokes, I don't know. Uh but no, I mean it's you need players when it comes down to the playoffs. It's a different sport almost in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and and when it slows down, you need a bucket. And, and truthfully, you could argue no one's made as many clutch baskets in the last few seasons as Kyrie Irving did when he was there, specifically mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I mean, he mm-hmm. literally actually won them a title. Uh, honestly, um, yep. with a shot making, because uh, he brought them back making tough shots, and that's what he does is, is he makes tough shots. Um, so we all know his off the court issues and, and everything, but truthfully, when, when Kai is, when he's himself, he's one of the most deadly players in the NBA, honestly, uh, his defensive woes are horrible. This is a really bad defensive team. Uh, I don't know if they have to now forcefully, forcefully start, you know, you know, JaVale McGee, uh, and then. I don't know because like Christian Wood, uh, he's he's out for a little, at least a little bit. But you know, you go Javale McGee, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway, Irving Doncic. Um, it's not terrible. It's not great. And you got Bertans off the bench, but I said there's no depth here, and there's there's really no. They need like a backup guard. Um, so man, this is ugly just looking at this. But, that, that's all right. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Because look, they will here, be. here's here's what yeah. you need to know. Here's what you need to know. That Western Conference playoff series last year against the Warriors. Um, yeah. Luca went for 32, 9, and 6. Uh, also, sure. one and a half steals and one block a game. Their next leading score was Jalen Brunson with 18 points a game. And we know what he looked like getting those 18 points a game, right? Next guy was Spencer Dinwiddie, 16 points a game. You need more than that. And Kyrie's going to give you more than that, regardless of you know what he's like on a regular season for a team he's been on for more than a year or, uh, you know, just kind of year to year what he's like with the team. When the playoffs come around, that guy's going to be engaged and he's going to be ready to go. Um, and that alone, those two guys alone doing what they're going to do offensively is enough to make them just as competitive as anybody else. Moving moving beyond this year, that's when the question marks really start. Do they give him an extension? Or And that's part of the other thing. Like, does he really want one of these trades, but he doesn't get an extension right away? So I'm also wondering about that over the next couple of weeks. Is he going to get an extension before the season's done? Or is this a, a willful audition for the Mavericks? And, you know, as I said at the top, like, okay, on the biggest stage, you're auditioning for teams for a contract as a UFA in the offseason. Is he just going to do that? And he just didn't want to do it in Brooklyn because he didn't like, yeah, that stipulation about going to the finals, whatever that was. Um you know, that'll be a great story to hear one day about what all those probably were. I bet it was just something like a bonus if they win the championship and he didn't like that or something like that. Um, just goofy stuff, man. Goofy, goofy stuff. But yeah, so so I think that the key points of this are 
Well, well you know, Brooklyn. You know how much I ripped. You know how much I ripped the Mavericks for not signing Bronson. Yeah. Which yeah. Might not have been their fault. It really might have been just like you know Jalen was like I'm going home, and that's it. Um, even though he could have got more money there. So I mean, I think I would say this makes up for that because they needed that other Jalen Brunson. Spencer right. did we? Woody's not that guy. He's never going to be that guy. Um, because Brunson was playing out out of his mind, and that's what mm-hmm. the two of them got them. I mean, Luca missed some games, and that's why Brunson was playing out of his freaking mind. Right. Uh, they need that same tandem, and and you know, I think that Kyrie does that. So I think they're kind of back to where they were last year, which is. Like I said, a West a losing team in the Western Conference Finals, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. And like for all the like Kyrie drama, Kyrie's better than Jalen Brunson. So oh, no, we're getting a close, better yeah. version of that. And right. you know, like you said, like this, we, we don't see this every time with teams, but the teams that let the their own guys walk and they don't quote unquote overpay or just pay big time, it's like, okay, well then what are you going to do in lieu of that? And it don't better be something like this, right? If you're don't, not going pay to him. pay him, then you better do something, right? And that that you're right. That is this is the something. So so I think bottom line, trade, it's not a haul. So for Brooklyn, that means they were just ready to go and they're willing to handle whatever backlash, whatever Kevin Durant fallout happens. Um, be really interesting to know how much they've been talking to him about this behind the scenes over the last two days. For Dallas, this was absolutely the right move and a good move, and it puts them in contention, which is so funny to say about trading for Kyrie is a good move. But again, for what you gave up, nothing. So for a chance to win the title this year, it's great. And then we'll see what the corresponding contract talks are afterwards. Um, And now we sit on pins and needles. I was kind of hoping that something also crazy would happen along the lines of Kevin Durant while we were recording this, but uh, that does not seem to be happening because like you said i may have even overreacted at the top talking about how far can they drop the nets kevin durant with these guys is still going to get regular season wins and being 12 games over 500 certainly doesn't knock them out of the playoffs um but this this is not a team once the playoffs come around that that you're scared about so brooklyn trying to win championship probably done dallas trying to win championship got a lot more legitimate where Kyrie ends up beyond next beyond this season tbd kevin durant tbd um but we will continue to follow it all here smick do you want two minutes on uh philly sports talk you got eagles coming up in the super bowl shortly got 76ers now uh one less team competing with them um here's here's two minutes of of uh of philly sports with with smick first off go birds go birds second off i want jared vanderbilt I think he's the perfect backup big. I they probably the Jazz probably want Tybal? too much, and they probably yeah he's that's fine. Um, I, I saw some Neurons Noel hype. Uh, not exciting. We need a rim protecting big. Uh, as a backup, it's MB. Just it's a free for all at the rim. I'm terrified of Montrez Harrell getting minutes in the postseason. I think I even mentioned that on this podcast. Nothing's changed since that. I was like to say I was correct sadly uh doc got fired for playing him too much in the playoffs we'll see if that continues I'm terrified for that um but yeah no just uh we're you know I think Windhorse even called us the most complete team that doesn't really need to make a move right now and like like we like our depth and we're we're healthy knock on wood and 
Um, just maybe like a small move here, get a big or something like that. But I, I'm as a Sixers fan, and I'm I'm ecstatic to this move. I mean, I literally went to the Nets game a, a week ago, and and I was just like, this team is unbelievable, even with Kyrie, like without Durant. Like I'm it's like, we, there's no chance the Sixers could beat them in the playoffs. I mean, I, I really don't see them fully healthy being able to be stopped. Um, and and this just it's over. I, I'm actually like ecstatic. I'm like, this is huge. So like back to my point earlier, like. Yeah, there needs to be a battle for the first seed, man. I, I, like whoever gets that, like it's big time. Because if if you can say the Sixers get the one seed, which we're two games back right now, say that happens, and the Celtics and and Bucks have to battle each other out in the the second round, to to skip that is is massive. I mean, that hasn't paid dividends in the past for the Sixers, but yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, I don't expect a crazy deadline at all, but um, yeah. Anyway, and and final thoughts, go Birds. Philly Sports and Kyrie Irving updates with Kevin Smick. Smick, thanks for hopping on this emergency edition of the Simon Shore Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully we get this up for you to get all your needs met on this trade uh, here quickly. And uh, thank you so much. Have fun and be safe out there.